Hello and welcome to episode 66 of Cursed. the Power Pod. Curse. Episode 666. We've already jumped the gun, but here we are. <laughs> <laughs> Might call this episode 66.6. The cursed episode. The, cur- the Halloween episode. Even though this would be Christmas. This is December. Yeah, December. And we're getting cozy once again. <laughs> once again. Yes, absolutely. It's the only way to be. Back with the ultimate cozy vibes. Oh how yeah. You, how you been this week? Ah, been alright. Been mm-hmm. alright, you know, same old stuff. Again, again. I was watching Tiger King. Tiger King two yeah. came out. Tiger King two, electric boogaloo. Oh yeah. Did you watch the first one? Yes, it did. I think everyone yeah, I think everyone yeah. on earth did when it came out. Yeah, say what you want about the series, about the people involved, about the quality of the uh of the thing, or about Netflix in general. But I think that was a great shared experience that everyone had at the start of twenty twenty. Yeah, it's wild, isn't it? Just yeah. as, it was just this like with nothing going on, there was just this crazy world that you could just watch for. Yeah, it was entertaining. It was very entertaining. It's the first like one of those miniseries I actually watched. I tried to watch multiple afterwards. Yeah, they're all they're not good. Yeah, most of them aren't good. Like Tiger King is actually good at what it tries to do. Yeah, I think me and Isabel that was the first. I think that we watched that together through a Netflix party. Oh right! Like, yeah. We watched that together. Like Netflix parody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> each episode was like that was just fucking wild. <laughs> yeah, it's like it just kept escalating. Mm. You know, it's 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 insane. Like the yeah. fact that he got convicted like a month before it was released. Like, yeah. they, like the the creators must have been like ka-ching, You know, fucking cash money. <laughs> yeah, it's perfectly set up. But like they released a second one now. Uh, <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> yeah. Well, I think. I don't know, like, everyone's still kind of watching it. Like, it's pretty popular. I think it's the most popular thing on Netflix at the moment. Yeah, now, it's, was, now that Squid Game is out of the the cultural yeah, zeitgeist, that complete, Tiger King can come back. That completely uh, passed me by. Like, I didn't see Squid Game at all. Yeah, no, I haven't either. I, I'm not even sure what it's about. I just know that it's a game of death, and I've seen stuff like that before. Yeah, it's, it's like a Battle Royale kind of thing. Yeah, more or less. Yeah, but, yeah, I never saw that. So, Tiger King came up, and I was like, ah, oh, I like the first one. So, I watched the second one. And the second one is just basically hanging on to the coattails of the first. But, like, it's expected. In a good way, you know. But the problem is, the main guy, it doesn't follow, obviously, because Joe Exotic is in prison (laughs) for 22 years. So it follows some other guy who's also, like, a tiger person Mm -hmm. who owns, like, a zoo or whatever. Um, I think he was involved. He took over ownership or part ownership of Joe Exotic's old zoo and then got kicked out or something like that. But basically, this guy is just a bad person. Like, he's, yeah. There's nothing interesting about him. He's just like a psychopath. Yeah, he's just a scumbag. Yeah, he's just a complete scumbag. Which Joe Exotic was, but he's also a gas cunt at the same time. He's also <laughs> gas and charismatic, yeah. you know? And like, you know, he had a backstory. This guy has no backstory. He's just he's just a weirdo, mm. you know? Yeah, I think the best moment of Tiger King was, I can't remember, I think he was the lawyer or something. And when they introduced the lawyer, he just comes in on a fucking jet ski flying by and it's like yeah this is exactly this is <laughs> yeah. pe- peak tiger king yeah that's yeah. in the first one i don't know i haven't seen anything of the second one yeah the second one starts out sort of as a continuation of the first one mm. where it's, it's still like rehashing the whole like carol baskin thing like oh did she kill her husband yeah well I like, think he's alive yeah yeah that's because they address that in the, in the show <laughs> they're like because they go back to another way in the in the first one they had like they're doing interviews with like his daughters and like his secretary and yeah, they're all, yeah, like, yeah they're all like she killed him like he's like i can't believe they got away with this and then they're like, uh, here, the FBI, We they did like a freedom of information request. And the FBI have a document stating that he's alive somewhere in uh, in Costa Rica. And he sh- they showed it to the secretary and she was like, what? This can't be true. But he probably is just a, like just chilling down there. 
That poor woman literally didn't do anything wrong. Yeah, she's but she's a fucking she, weirdo. She's a, to be she's fair, a, nah, she's a she's peak. She's like a Karen. Yeah, she's she's a pure Karen. Like it's it's hard to feel bad for her because she just doesn't seem like a she just seems like a creep. But uh, also re- questionable as well in how they treat their their animals as well. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the whole thing with private zoos. You know, you shouldn't have should you have private zoos? Mm. I don't know. Probably not. Nationalize the zoos. Yeah. That's what I say. Send send them back to their own. <laughs> yeah, send them back to <laughs> those refugee tigers. But um, yeah, they rehashed that for the first few episodes, and then they kind of move on. But the, 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 they had like one episode where they, they stuck around with the kind of free Joe Exotic movement. Like remember, yeah. remember Trump like considered, or he mentioned it in like one yeah. of the, the White House press conferences. Like that's that just sums it all up. That was an amazing period of time. Like that, like <laughs> theater of the absurd. Like I think it was. I think like I think the story of Tiger King came out at a perfect time because it was like this moment in time was like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> like we're living in a pandemic. You got Trump, who's just a clown. That's in that's yeah, in office. Yeah. Um, all that type of stuff. You know, I was watching next years had a video on um on Halloween Kills. I actually didn't realize that whole stuff about like. Evil dies tonight, whatever. It was, it was more so a Trump metaphor because when it was meant to be released, it was meant to be released in 2019. That film actually wasn't cut and changed. They literally just shelved it. It just so happened that it had a lose or like oh, kind of yeah, seemed like COVID. They didn't actually you know reshoot or anything like that. That film. It just happened to be worse that it had like vague alludes to COVID, but that was just by accident. It still wouldn't have worked because it's just not a good movie. It's like. still a shit film. <laughs> yeah, like. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was just not maybe not as on the nose as they intended. But um, no, yeah, just that period of time when like yeah Tiger came out was just a what a what a wild time. It was great, like because they were because in the documentary they show how uh, like Joe Exotic's lawyer and uh, all his supporters, the supporters of people have never met him, but they just kind of like tagged onto him mm-hmm. uh, after the the release of the first series. And they're they're having sit down dinners with Don Junior and all like you know they're supposed to and then yeah. like, COVID got in the way, but like they were proper properly lobbying Donald Trump yeah and like they had people on the inside who were like kind of like sympathetic to their cause. I don't understand how you could watch Tiger King and be like that guy deserves to be released. Man, it's all right. Like twenty, <laughs> do fair yeah, compared yeah. to the other people as well. Like, yeah, uh, exactly. Like everyone else, everyone in that show should be yeah. in prison. Like all of them. All of them. Yeah. Like some really bad people. But uh, they actually did go back and they looked at his case and they're like, it's actually way too harsh. Like, 22 years is a bit harsh. Uh, but that's just American sentencing, maybe. Mm-hmm. But they said, uh, they might. I think they're going to reduce it to 17 years. So they acknowledged that was it. It was a bit of a, you know, bit, a bit harsh on the guy. Like, <laughs> I think he has cancer as well now. I think he does. Yeah, he has, like, prostate cancer. So, not, doing good, not doing good at all, Not Joe. doing too good, yeah. <laughs> he's had a rough few years. <laughs> he's had a bad... But at least he's ma- massively famous. He just can't enjoy his fame. Yeah, that's the best part. In the, in the first episode, they're talking about, oh, how do you feel, uh, like, oh, you're famous. Like, everyone everyone knows your name. Like, you're world famous. He's like, I wish I could see that I was famous. <laughs> he hasn't even seen the documentary. <laughs> he hasn't seen anything. He just gets all this fan mail yeah. in He's just like he's. Just, he just knows that he's famous, but he doesn't know why or like how. You know. You know that the first thing he's gonna do when he comes out is watch it. That, if that he makes it, yeah, 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 yeah. Wild. But that was so funny when he said that. He's like, I wish I could see that I was <laughs> like it's so much bitterness in his yeah. voice. I'm pretty sure that's like one of the things that the first documentary ended on was like Joe Exotic is. No, because he wouldn't even been world. I think there was just a catch up with them or something like a month or two afterwards. I remember seeing a clip of him. He's like. Yeah, I just can't enjoy my fame. 
Yeah. I think they released another episode or something afterwards, didn't they? Yeah, they might have. Because he was already kind of famous. He was on Louis Theroux and all. Yeah. But, um, like, Tiger King was obviously his... It was like like his face was plastered all over, yeah. the, all over the promo material and stuff. So, like, he was he himself is very personally famous. But, yeah, he's still been in prison for the past, like, three years. So, yeah. So. He deserves to be in jail. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, Jesus. Tell yeah. you who else who deserves to be in jail. Who? Disney. Disney. For what they did uh. to our... To the Simpsons. Everyone involved with that should be brought up in The Hague. Oh, God. The Simpsons and... The Simpsons in the plus anniversary, is it? Yes. In the plus anniversary. First of all, the title. Let's talk about the title. Where? Who came up with this? Who uh, brainstormed some, this? Some, like, elite boardroom. Like, the top company in the world. And they're like, plus anniversary. Plus anniversary. Like, this is Disney. This was definitely a uh, focus group to death. It went through, like, several different stages. What should we call this? The plus anniversary. What? 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 The plus anniversary, celebrating the anniversary of Disney Plus. Who is celebrating that? Who no gives one. A shit? Who cares? <laughs> like, do Netflix have an, like an like a oh Netflix started on this day in two thousand four or whatever? No. No. Who gives a shit? Yeah, it's small time, small time stuff. Yeah. The fact that they brought The Simpsons into it is just it's unforgivable. A, it's also a two year anniversary. It's not even a year anniversary. It's a two year anniversary. It? It's just like ah. they did an anniversary because it came out even further. We're actually a bit late coming to this, but. I think that the topic of the death of The Simpsons is always relevant yeah. because this is like Disney Plus have released like a few specials with with the uh, with The Simpsons. They had one that was like a Marvel one mm. that was absolute dog shit as well. That was so bad. This is even worse. This yeah. is even worse because it's just random characters it in most it's like look at all the properties we own <laughs> yeah look at everything we own like we everything own you <laughs> yeah that, they pretty much say that to uh, to the screen like you know we own you we own everything you like well aren't we so good mm-hmm. what have you done you just own them you know you don't actually like you've ruined all of them basically ruined them all. <laughs> yeah like every character that they show in most None of them have been in anything good in decades. No. Nope. None of them. Especially well, like, The Simpsons. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially The Simpsons. Well, they had like Loki and stuff, I think. Loki was sitting down with Barney, I think. Yeah. What? What's that? Like, imagine 10 years ago, someone shows you this, you know? You're just like, what is this? What What has uh, the world become? You know? What happened? <laughs> what happened? Yeah, where did we go wrong? That's Disney, though. That is Disney. And the song, it's like, uh, Lisa it's sings the song, song yeah. and it's like, just pure pro-corporate. Yeah, yeah. And it's like... That's, that's not what Lisa is. That's not even her character, yeah. yeah. That's like the she, opposite of her character. She has quite literally done a 180. Yeah, they just, they just turned her inside out. There's like, I feel like like Lisa would, would have been, when we were younger, like the first like taste of like feminism. First like glimpse into what like feminism is, kind of like... That was a character, yeah. Like that's what she was. She was the plucky feminist youth. Jesus, how they have bastardized her. <laughs> Yeah, that's the modern the modern sellout, you know. Yeah. That's so sad. But that those were always the worst parts of Simpsons as well, when Lisa would start singing. Oh. Or any time past season ten when they broke into song. But sometimes they just do it out of nowhere. And it'd be like a thirty it wouldn't be even be thirty seconds, it'd be a ten second song. Yeah. Half thrown together. Stops in the middle of the melody or whatever. Unwatchable stuff. And Lisa Lisa's well, her songs. I hate everything. Every time she does that. But then in this, it's like it's brought to an entirely different level. It like oh, transcends. Turned up to 11. Yeah, it transcends to something entirely different because she's self aware. Or the writing is self aware that, oh, I'm selling out. But 
doesn't make it that, any better. That doesn't make it any better because you're not commenting. Like, you're the one who sold out. Yeah. You're not commenting on yourself. This is quite literally an ad. <laughs> yeah, this is an ad for Disney+. Plus. And they're like, oh, corporate greed and all. And then they slap you in the face with a fucking pay, or like a pay increase as well. Yeah, for, yeah. It's gone up in price as well. Definitely will. It, I'm pretty sure it is. I think it's because it was like seven ninety nine. Now it's nine ninety nine. I'm pretty it's sure. It's nine. I was think it, it, not, is. it was not five euro. I think when it first came out and then they bumped it up. I think it was six quid and then now it's eight. It was eight quid and now I think it's gone up to ten I'm gonna, quid. I'm cancelling if it's ten euro. It's not Grim, worth it. Man, it's, it's just so not worth bad. It. Yeah, that's just unforgivable stuff. It's so sad. And like, I, because of this, because like, after watching this short, I was like, I need to go back and watch the old Simpsons. Jesus, old Simpsons is so different. Like, even in terms of like, conveying emotion, I watched the episode, I think it was like, Lisa and the fourth commandment or the third commandment is the one where like, uh, Homer gets like, pirate cable. And it's all about like, stealing cable. And it's like, you're, stealing is wrong and it's just like gives a shit like I was watching this I was like who gives a shit it's big corporations like, yeah, especially is that Lisa saying that it, it is uh, but like the end of the note is like yeah you probably shouldn't be stealing stealing type of stuff yeah. doesn't work as much now because I'm watching this on Disney Plus after watching a plus on plus anniversary and it's like this this message of no uh, pirate, pirating uh from like no pirating TV or like you know from anyone doesn't hold up when I'm watching it on Disney Plus. That message yeah. does not stand. Le- I actually left a kind of a bad taste. <laughs> it does a lot. Of it does. But even like when Homer is feeling guilt now over like stealing TV or whatever, like the the room warps around him and it turns. Or Lisa even like she's feeling bad and it turns into hell. Like, do they do that type of stuff in The Simpsons anymore? I don't watch any modern Simpsons, so I have no idea. I, I, feel don't, like I don't think they do. I think it's like flash animation. Yeah. You know? It's like bit strips. You know that? Yeah. You know, you know the, the snap emojis that you have? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, there, there's like that's like a separate app. Like, it used to be, used to be big back in the day. Yeah, yeah. Bitmoji. Yeah, Bitmoji. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But that's a separate app where you can, like, do comic strips. It's basically just comic strips where you put the characters in, like, on a background, a flat yeah. background, 2D background. And then you, you you mix them around. From what little I've seen of the Modern Simpsons, that's all it is. It's just like the characters, and then a flat background. The camera or the camera or the the scene. There's no Mazon scene or whatever mm. you'd say. There's no like manipulation of the environment. It's just this is the characters saying their bit, and the jokes are just uh, like they're just audio. Mm-hmm. There's no like no visual gags. Yeah, there's no vi- the, yeah the visual gags. Yeah, they're all gone. Like, oh, it's so sad. Because it's so much. It used to be so much different. Even, even uh, you know the way that they sometimes say the that episode where Principal Skinner is tur- turns out to be a fraud. Like that's yeah, like the, the principal sort of, and the popper. Yeah, principal and the popper. That's supposed to be the turning point. Yeah, that is the the episode that people mark as the death of the Simpsons. Yeah, but that's so harsh because like people appreciate a lot after that. Yeah. Like for a few seasons after that, there's it's still very much watchable because mm-hmm. like that's in season nine. Season nine is very yeah. very watchable, and the episode before that is is a uh, last exit to Springfield. Where uh, Homer goes to Brooklyn, yeah, yeah, which yeah. is an amazing episode. Yeah. Like literally straight off the bat, like they're in, they're in, uh, they're in Moe's, and like Moe pulls up like a cease and desist or like a subpoena from like the the government. He's like, uh, the the feds are on to me, and uh, you three guys are responsible for ninety percent of all uh, traffic accidents in Springfield. It's like that's like the first joke. It's just like I remember watching this. It's like that's that's classic. Yeah. It's just great, and that's the episode before like the great fall mm-hmm. so obviously it's very it's a lot more gradual than that but now it's just it's just a dead horse a dead horse i have never i don't think i've ever watched any i haven't seen any modern simpsons i'm kind of interested to just like pull up like a 
worst episodes of Simpsons and really see how bad Simpsons got to. The worst I've ever seen was uh, the Lady Gaga episode. Ever watched that? Apparently that is the worst episode of The Simpsons. I've never seen that. That's unwatchable. That mm. is like Lisa at her very, very, very worst. She's like girl power. But the only way to for a girl to, you know, empower herself is to listen to Lady Gaga, who is in the episode, as herself. Yeah, I mean, it's like, like completely against like what Lisa's values, you know, were. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, self-reliance. Or I like think just, Lisa's the worst one of it, though. Oh, they're all terrible. Like they're all bad, but like the ones like the the change from of Lisa from like what she was to what she is now is the thing that pisses off fans the most because like she is she is she has become what she hated. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. You stick along around long enough, you see, you become the villain. She became the villain. <laughs> She's the villain of the series. Yeah, die and then, a hero. <laughs> and then yeah, <laughs> and then Homer's so much more mean spirited. He's just a dickhead. He's just a wanker, yeah, like yeah. He used to be so lovable. But, you know. Ah, poor Simpsons, R.I.P. Always relevant, always relevant. They are always relevant, because, you know. Because it's a tragedy. It's a modern tragedy. It is, and it will keep going. Yeah. It will never end. Now, because of Disney+, Plus, that show will never end. That's the problem, like, you know, the next generation, they'll be like, The Simpsons? You think that was good? Yeah. I'll be like, you, you've no idea. You've no idea. <laughs> Listen, TikToker. Yeah, <laughs> the yeah, TikTok yeah. generation. It was good. It's like they're probably cr- already saying that. Like, yeah, yeah. Squ- like holding up this little seven-year-old. Like, it was good. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know what they've taken from you. <laughs> oh no, it's so sad. God, Disney Plus is the worst. Yeah, fuck that. I'm, I'm unsubscribing. It's such a weird platform. Like just the like you have. Oh, it's such a weird variety of things that are on it. Like they have the the remake of um, the Hills of Eyes, yeah, which yeah. apparently like one of the grossest films ever made. It's got a really explicit like rape scene in it and stuff like that. It's like that's just like I can be scrolling through Disney Plus and like that's beside like Pocahontas or something. <laughs> yeah, or Baby Shark or whatever. Yeah. You know. It's like this is a weird, weird sight. <laughs> yeah, it's just. It's just sickening. Yeah. Sickening stuff. It's bad stuff. Bad, bad stuff. Yeah, bad juju. Oh, God. <clears throat> Continuing on with the bad Disney stuff. Oh. <laughs> I watched Cars 2 today for no reason. Don't know why I did this, but I did. I watched Cars 2. This is the f- this the first... No, the second Pixar sequel. This is, this is actually the Pixar golden age when this came out, wasn't it? And I think as well, this is... Much like the Principal of the Popper, Cars 2 can be seen as a turning point for Pixar. Yeah, it is, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, because, yeah. It's, you know... It's 2008, is it? 2009? Sure. I have no idea when this one goes. Because I remember Toy Story 3 was 2010, and that was the third sequel they'd ever done. Because the original policy was to never do sequels. Yeah. And they're yeah. like, oh, listen, buddy. <laughs> they're like... <laughs> that Toy Story made a lot of movie, <laughs> lot of, made a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. it's like Cars... Kids love cars. <laughs> Let's make more of them. Just make, like, I'd imagine that cars probably did do financially, really, especially It did the best. It, it, it made over a billion in uh, just in merch. Because yeah. it, it was the lowest grossing uh, cinematically in theaters uh, out of anything they'd done, I'm pretty sure. But boys love cars. Yeah, everyone loves cars. I, I didn't like... I, didn't, I never liked cars. Cars... Even when I was a kid, I was like, cars is shit. <laughs> yeah. Cars is not it's, good. It's so obvious. It's, it's not good. I I didn't understand why people liked it. it was, but that was the first bad film they'd ever made. Yeah. So people, it was just good faith. Sustained their brand, you know. But what's Cars 2 like? How's it compared to Cars 1? Okay, so I'm going to compare this to Shrek 2. Oh, okay. Because Shrek 2, um, 
in a similar vein to Cars 2 and like all good sequels, it expands the universe out. And like we like Cars 2 is a globe trotting spy movie. Which is a very strange thing <laughs> from what Cars was. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is just about racing, more or less. <laughs> Cars 2 is a globe-trotting spy movie starring Mater. Mater is the lead in this film. Where's Lightning McQueen? He's off racing for the majority of this film. He's just, he's, he's just gone racing? Yeah, he just races, which is the B uh. plot. And the A plot, which is the spy espionage shit, is led by Mater. Why on earth would you make Mater your lead character? Like, Mater is so fucking annoying. <laughs> He's so annoying. Kids loved him. He's such a fucking idiot. Like, yeah. I, was there, I was there watching the film, right? And I was like, if... I feel like... If Cars was to be released now, and if it was done by a different company, because there's no way that Disney would make a joke like this, but if it was made by a different company, there would be a joke where Mater voted for like Donald Trunk or something like that. Yeah, that'd be great. Like, like that'd the, be great. I was Donald this, Trunk. I was like, <laughs> I was watching this. Like, I can't believe I thought of this. Like, I should be paid billions for making <laughs> yeah. that at that point. <laughs> that, that's that's the next plot for the new movie, like yeah. Cars Four or whatever. <laughs> <It's just fucking laughs> It's, it's like a ca- the Capitol ever. Hill storming. It's just Mater. It's like <laughs> just like driving Eat ISIS style. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh no, Mater is so fucking annoying, and he's such a f- he's just a, he's just a buffoon. He's just a doofus. Mm. He's just an idiot, and like he's an asshole. Like I'm gonna say, it, Mater's an asshole. Like he he's brought along with with Lightning McQueen, and Mater just decides to keep acting the way that he is. He he's like he's in yellow face at one stage of this film. Is he dresses he? up. They're in Japan, and he like dresses up as like uh. All the cars are yellow in Japan. They're not yellow, <laughs> but like he dresses up as a what is the name? Uh, a geisha. Yeah. He yeah. kind of dresses up as a geisha, and it's like uh, right. <laughs> the way that the way that the cars films depicts Japanese culture is they and they did in the first one as well. Does the cars have like <laughs> weird eyes and stuff? Not to, not that I can remember, but like they have little voices. That's all I can picture. My <laughs> they have like voices where there's like uh, nani and stuff like that, like whatever. Oh god! And it's like, um, but like in the first film, uh, Lightning McQueen has two groupies that follows him around, and they like flash their lights at him because they're 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 flashing him. That's the joke. Oh, they're flashing right. him. Um. But See, like comedy for adults, kind of like you, Shrek Two. Exactly, much like Shrek Two, like <laughs> exact same. Um, but like the like the way that I don't know, it's just like it's just like, haha, look how quirky and weird Japanese culture is. <laughs> like that's like basically look, look how they're just not like us <laughs> at all. Look, look how weird they are. They're so into their technology. <laughs> um, they're like bidets for cars. <laughs> <laughs> there is a bidet for cars. Is it? Yeah, yeah. Mater uh, goes to the toilet and he gets a fucking hose in his undercarriage. And he's like, oh, oh this God. feels weird. Fucking hell. <laughs> um, but the main thing that I wanted, because like, so like, they expand the world of Cars 2. But by doing so, open up a whole can of worms doing so. Because like, in the first film, <clears throat> the only, I think the only locations off the top of my head is literally like racetracks and then radio springs whatever the fuck they're from yeah 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 is that what it's called radio springs whatever called it is yeah. R- radiator springs radiator springs yeah radiator springs and like racetracks so like there's no cities yeah. but they go to cities in Cars 2 and like there's a bit when they're in London and the houses are to scale as they would be to cars in real life 
but how are cars getting into the front doors and stuff like that? Like this, <laughs> it just and like they're literally just houses. And it's like there's a front door, but like how did the cars get in? Who built these houses? Why were these houses built? <laughs> who put these? Like Lovecraftian. Yes. Yeah, like, <laughs> who built these? <laughs> like monoliths of like an of a bygone era or something yeah, like that. Like at the mountains of madness, but just cars is made her. luck. Oh no! And like just like. Lots of stuff like that. There's a pope in the film, which implies that there's like this has been talked about before, like on like online. But like, there's a pope. Therefore, religion is a thing. Yeah, who and do they worship? Who do they worship? Is there a car god? <laughs> Was there like, like is terrorism a thing in this film? Yeah, d- doesn't that imply the existence of a car ISIS? Yeah, it's just trucks going around like blowing each other up and stuff, like and even- cutting each other's. Uh- engines off there's a bit there's a bit where like Mater has like a bomb strapped to him and like he's in London or whatever and there's like he goes up to the he goes up to the queen car which implies that empire he's in the Ra and imperialism <laughs> thing yeah and the secret forces special forces come out like get down there's a bomb and they don't say he's a he's a bomb or whatever but like you're just like so the, like Someone being strapped with a bomb is a threat in this film, like in this world. Car bombs, yeah. Car yeah. bombs. It's a like the world, like just by expanding out the world, makes it a very confusing place. Yeah, yeah. That that impl- like like a a car troubles, a car Native American genocide. Man, there's a f- you know? like one of the cars in the film is a World War Two Jeep. So he's a war criminal. So he's a war criminal. The, like, were there were there car concentration camps? You know, like did World War car just junkyards? <laughs> World car two happened and stuff yeah. like that. Like, what the fuck? So many and like, like I'm watching the film. It's like, yeah, he's just like driving throughout like like cities, whatever. But once you take a step back and like, why are these cities here? It just makes it really confusing. Yeah, yeah. Why do you need a city if you're a car? because <laughs> he's like he's driving in Italy he goes to like uh, Japan Italy and London and he's like there's like these big massive boats that are like sentient as well and it's like who made these like how are these cars what is going on in the world of cars sentient boats maybe it's like Transformers where there's just like planet car planet cars you know maybe but like automobiles are intelligent silicon based intelligence you know they're aliens they're living on a parallel earth, you know. See, like I, you know, like you ever hear that Pixar theory that, like, you ever hear that thing where, like, they're all in the same universe and they all tell of this era where, like, technology overcame humans. Oh right. Did you ever hear that, no, that theory? No, it was no. like this theory. It's a, it's a long theory. I'm not actually going into it. But I was watching this film. I was like, I actually 100% believe that this is this this theory is true because these houses are built for humans, but this is a world of cars. <laughs> yeah, it's like a, yeah, Planet of the Apes scenario. Yo, they blew it all up. It's literally the end of like the remake, the yeah, yeah, the reboot, yeah. the Tim Burton one. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, like, was there a, was there car slavery? Was there a car Abraham Lincoln? Yeah. Like, what? Is, <laughs> oh, car slavery. Like, just Your car. The questions that the film comes out like makes you think about. They should explore that though, because that's that's a really cool line of inquiry. You know, mm. like that's like, like everyone's independently thought that. So why don't they make a film about it? Like, what is they're what? afraid to reveal the truth, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the dark secrets of the car world. Make like a gritty dark cars film, which just goes into the dark past, you know, or maybe the future, you know. Oh, uh, great! Yeah, I don't think I'll ever be able to watch this. Man, it's so bad. And even like, how long is it? Ninety minutes. 
Yeah, 90 minutes. Oh, yeah. Like an hour and 40. Um, that an hour and 40 is too long for this film. It should be 90 minutes, but <laughs> there's an hour and 40. There's like uh, <laughs> Just leave 10 minutes before the end. <laughs> I've actually had enough of this shit. <laughs> I don't need to see the end of this. I know how this thing plays out. Yeah. <laughs> um, and like, there's this whole thing about like renewable energy versus like fossil fuels. Oh, yeah, that's a good... That's actually... Cool. They should make one about that. Yeah, well, this is what the film is. Oh, is like, it? The, oh, okay. But the villain is a guy that's making renewable energy, but he actually has discovered all this, like, this, like the, the largest oil deposit on Earth. So he's made renewable energy, and he's sabotaging that renewable energy so people go back to using oh. fossil fuels and also wipe out the idea of, like, people actually using alternative resources. It's like an interesting take yeah decent you know what if Elon Musk has a lot of money in like oil companies and stuff like that yeah it's pretty and he's just does. having Tesla's just crash on purpose <laughs> yeah yeah purposely built built to fail you know because that's a big thing planned yeah. obsolescence sure that's literally how iPhones work yeah exactly yeah and light bulbs you know ever see the first or the it wasn't the first light bulb it was one of the first ever made back when it was just a new thing Um, something I think it was 1905 or 1910 around then uh, it's still going. It was built back then. It wasn't built to fail. Uh, uh, every light bulb these days is built to expire after a certain time. But they don't They don't have to be built that way. They can be built to last for like however long they want. Man, Much I'm, longer than usual. But I'm pretty sure that's a thing in Gravity's Rainbow. Is it? Yeah. It's a bit where like, they follow a light bulb and it's about like this circuit's a light bulb and that they're built to fail and stuff like that. Yeah, I think yeah. there's a thing in that book as well. That's it's, so weird. It's the light bulb lobby. They control yeah. light yeah. in the world. <laughs> it's fucking insane. The world is so weird when you think about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, why do you not just make lights more durable? Yeah, once you just have lights, just never go out. Mm. You know, Morrissey job. Yeah, be great. <laughs> <laughs> we could all be under a double decker bus. Ah, oh, please, Morrissey, take me away. <laughs> <laughs> I actually saw planes recently in work. Oh, Someone right. Someone uploaded the full movie of planes, so I had to watch it. Of course, he did. <laughs> oh, well, I just skipped through it. Like, it's so, so kind of like triple speed and it's it's a uh, I don't know it's not see it's not a Pixar film yeah it's a Disney film yeah and uh, you know it's just a kids film but the car's property is huge like I was on oh, the, yeah, yeah. like Larry the Cable Guy I went onto his like letterbox page oh he's made her isn't he yeah, yeah he's made her man like the first like 15 things on his letterbox are all cars related like there's 15 things related to cars like shorts or whatever but like still <laughs> yeah yeah who is he I have no idea. Larry the Cable Guy. Is he, he must have done something beforehand. Like uh, He's a comedian. I think he's just a comedian. And his joke is that he's a redneck cable guy. Oh, okay. I mean, you know. I know it's funny because ma- he's working class. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now he's making a mint. Making yeah, a now he's, mint. Now he's sold out. <laughs> yeah, now he's, he's set for generations. He's sold out to big, to big Corp. <laughs> big days. Big days. They make a little joke and actually at the end of the film where like... Uh, one of the sergeant guy is actually it's I'm not asking going into the full like there's an oil that like is being used the renewable oil whatever but like one of the characters is like he actually has been using the oil he said he's been using the oil for the cars because that's what they they have to use this oil while they're racing mm. and Lightning McQueen actually hasn't unbeknownst to him hasn't actually been using that oil because his oil guy is like once big oil always big oil I never trust big oil I was like it's a weird take in this film, but like again, <laughs> <laughs> never trust big oil. Never trust big oil in a cars film. Yeah, never trust subversive. Big, never trust big farm is, is basically in this film. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, weird, weird film. Not Unexpected. good. Not, Unexpected. Not good. 
So it's also so not funny as well. Made her so fucking bad. Yeah, that was the uh, that was the problem I think with the first one. I just never found it funny. Mm. It's just not funny. Because the guy who did it, John Lasseter, mm. he's cancelled now. But why? He was uh, harassing people in Pixar or something like that. Oh yeah, I think I do remember that. He's a bit of a perv apparently. Yeah. But yeah, it was his baby. Cars was his baby because he's a big Cars guy. So I think it was just enough to have it be about Cars rather than have it be actually a good film. Mm. So I think that's maybe where it fell. Why are people? Why are you, why are people into Cars? I don't know. I'm not really sure. Mm. I don't get it. I don't get it. To be fair, we don't drive, so yeah. But also, who gives a shit? <laughs> <laughs> it's something that gets you from point A to point B. Yeah, you don't see people into bikes, really. Ah, people are into bikes. Are they? But yeah, the but same way you'd be into cars? No, not the same. I think there's there's like, like, imagine a film called Bikes. I think it's because, like, cars... Cars have that masculine cars, energy. Cars can also blow up at a moment's notice. Yeah, there's, like, a feeling of... There's, like, a threat. There's yeah. a constant threat. Like, and they can kill you. Like, no one's, no one's dying because... Well, people do die because of bikes, <laughs> but, like, not for the same reasons that cars... Your cars are scary. Yeah. That's the worst thing about driving. When, like, you're, like, 60 and you realize there's someone right beside you and they're going, like, 70 or whatever. It's like, I could die at any moment. I could know? just turn my wheel and just crash into them and kill, kill the two of us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, that's just terrifying. Mm, mad. Wild stuff. Yeah, they should explore that in the next one. Yeah, that's what... That's what <laughs> did you ever see the poster to the, th- to the third Cars film? No, no. It's just, like, I think... I genuinely think that the third film is about death. I don't know if that is what it is. Doesn't he die in the third one? I think that I feel like he does. I think maybe that's that, what it's about because like the the poster is like uh, Lightning McQueen having this horrific crash and he's like flying through the air. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like it ends tonight, or whatever. DUI. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it ends tonight. Cars ends. <laughs> Evil dies tonight. I probably will watch the third Cars film just because I've seen this one. Yeah, maybe I feel like you should. Just yeah. for the for, for continuity, the yeah, for the clout, <laughs> yeah, letterbox yeah. clout. I watched all the Cars movies. I have, <laughs> I've only seen the first Godfather film, but I've seen all three of the Cars <laughs> movies. <laughs> yeah, Cars three is better than Godfather one. <laughs> Cars three is better than Godfather Part three. <laughs> that might not even that. That could be true. That might not even be that hot of a take. Yeah, yeah, because people hate that one. People don't hate they? that film. Yeah, but yeah, what, you, what did you watch this week? I watched, I watched something kind of different. I watched a Japanese horror film from 1958. <laughs> <laughs> Very similar. <laughs> uh, it's called it's called Black Cat Mansion, mm. and it's this mad Japanese film. Um, I was looking I was looking for a a Japanese horror film to watch, and I found out a weird thing about Japanese horror films like around this era. They're all about black cats. Wh- when is this from? 1958. 1958. Oh yeah. They're all about black cats. There's a movie list I have here. And eight of the top ten are about ghost cats. Eight of the top ten. The ghost cat of Arima Palace. Weird. I the ghost cat about. of Nabashimi. The ghost cat and the mysterious shamisen. Goes on for ages. Is it just like folk tales or something? It's based on a, a... Yeah, it's like a folklore kind of thing. The cat in this is a bakinoke. I, I think... I definitely pronounced that wrong. Yeah. <laughs> but like, it's a... I think there's another one called a yoke, yokai. Or yokai. Yoke. Yeah, yeah, yokai. yokai. And they're cats that uh, sort of uh, absorb bad vibes. <laughs> and they haunt people. <laughs> so they're... Because uh, there's a thing. Because the cat in this film has a short tail. Apparently all, most cats... Pretty much every cat in, J- in Japan has a short tail. The reason for this is yokai are... Uh, according to legend, yokai have long tails. So by natural selection and sort of 
persecution of, of long-tailed cats. <laughs> they bred out long-tailed cats. Yeah. So now pretty much every cat in Japan has a short tail, like a little nub kind of thing. That's so weird. Yeah, very strange. Because it used to be uh, that the long-tailed cats could bewitch you. Uh, with their long tail. With their long tail. And it, uh, there was a, also a, a legend where after, I think it was seven or eight years, um, that cat will... Like a long tail cat will sort of like uh, evolve like a Pokemon, <laughs> and the 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 the, uh, <laughs> the tail will split into two, and they'll become a witch. So people used to kill their cats after a certain. Like people would decide before they took a cat in, I'm only going to keep this for seven years, mm. and at the end they just killed the cat or whatever. Um, so very very weird. But like I didn't know cats were such a huge thing in Japan. I did not know that. But they either. are. That's mad. Did not yeah. realize that. Yokai, back in okay, all the boys. Yeah, the cat and this. Digimon. <laughs> Digimon. Like, that's pretty where Pokemon comes from and all, you know? Digimon, yeah. But, yeah, and this is, like, this is set in... Oh, this is... It's like a horror film, but it's it's pretty much... It's very strange. It's like a frame story. Like, the, the, the frame story is, like, this woman and uh, her brother, and this woman, they're going off to some, like, fucking, you know, old manor out in the countryside. I think, like, yeah. it was left to them by their, you know, relative or something, and you have to <laughs> stay a night to, like... It's one of those kind of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh... She's all sick for some reason. She has like TB, I think, which is really weird. <laughs> it's like 1958. She has tuber- tuberculosis. And um, they get to the gaff and they're walking around. Everything is all like dilapidated. Everything's fucked. And uh, they walk they walk past one of the halls. And there's a woman. There's like a woman like hunched over, like in the corner. It's re- it's done pretty well. Like It's creepy. It is pretty creepy because yeah. they just kind of, sh- they, they walk past and then they're like, wait, what was that? And they go back and she's gone. Uh, like it doesn't like sort of lean into it like she's just there's just this weird like woman with, like white shaggy hair like sort of hunched over in the corner of one of the one of the rooms in this dilapidated house mm. and uh they're like oh who, who was that and like this <laughs> who is who the fuck <laughs> is that <laughs> uh, and she's obviously she's a ghost she's like she's haunting the house she's spooky and then uh that's like the first 10 minutes of the film the rest of the film is pretty much just uh, is set in the 1600s in Japan during the shogunate era i think yeah, the Shogun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back when, like, back in feudal Japan, where and everyone was when the samurais kind of controlled society. Yeah, and it's about a samurai who is like uh, dishonored by a shogun, because mm. um, they're playing bridge, and the shogun starts cheating. He's a he's a real bastard, and he starts cheating, and the the samurai like like rebukes him, he starts insulting him, and they have like a big scrap, and he ends up killing the samurai, and this kind of like. This kind of leads to a an escalation of tensions where the people, like the wife of the samurai and like his, the even the shogun's family around them, sort of realize they have like this intuition that something has happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially the wife, and the wife is completely, you know, devastated, and she's like mourning. She's in mourning. She tries to kill the shogun, but she fails, and so she decides to kill herself as classic Japanese mm-hmm. style. You know, she's from Harakiri. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. And um, but before she does, she goes. She has a cat. She goes to the cat. Uh, you have to. La- she talks to the cat. She's like, "You have to lap up my blood and absorb my hatred, um, and take vengeance on my behalf." And uh, so she kills herself, and the cat starts licking up her blood. Good cat. And from yeah, <clears throat> good boy. Good More boy. obedient than any other cat in history has ever been. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's like even if the cat can understand what you're saying, you're probably just like, nah. <laughs> I'm not doing that. Yeah, I'm alright. <laughs> Get fucked. So the cat is obviously an evil haunted cat, or it's a ghost cat, pretty much. And uh, the spirits of 
the wronged samurai and like the sort of the the grieving widow are kind of channeled through this demon, this kind of demonic cat lady woman who begins to uh, manifest within the house. And this is all set in the, the, the dilapidated house. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, it's like back in the Shogun era, it was like a big manor and it's like that's where that was his, his HQ mm-hmm. or whatever. Uh, and he's hidden the samurai in the walls. Uh, it's kind of like a telltale heart kind of scenario where every now and then when he, when he feels guilty, the walls start to bleed. Mm-hmm. And, spooky. Uh, spooky, yeah. And all the while, you have this cat lady running around. And, like, she, she's the woman from the first 10 minutes. She's, like, she's shaggy. Or she doesn't have shaggy hair. She's white hair. And she looks a bit weird. And she's always, like, hunched over. But the thing is, she have, she turns into a cat uh, when she gets angry. So <laughs> she has, like, ears and stuff. She has, like, big pointy ears. She's and, like a uh, werewolf. Yeah, she's, like, she's like a werewolf. She's like the, the cat ladies in Zombie Island. Oh, Scooby-Doo Zombie Island. That's more like my boss. Yeah, there yeah, you go. yeah, yeah. And they have all this... It's It's pretty well made like it's a very competent kind of uh, horror film and they have this cool kind of oh, effects this, they have a cool way of sort of evoking the the horror where they'll have when the cat lady attacks someone they'll all be shown from behind like the, the you know the screens they have yeah. in Japan and just have like this this cat figure with big yeah. ears like attacking people and um, that's kind of creepy it's creepy in a way that like if I saw it if I was like 12 and I saw this on TV late at night I'd be like it'd still be in my head yeah like if I saw the cat lady, because she just looks really weird. She she moves very strangely because obviously it's, a, it's quite an old film, and Japan like 1958, and it wasn't a big film. It's still not a big film. It's very like. Is this pl- even a cult movie? I don't think it is. It's not well known, but like it has like 10,000 views on YouTube. Yeah, like, like people into this would know. I assume. Yeah, but, people into old Japanese horror films would know what this is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and um, but like she has this weird way of moving. It must be like the limitations of. Uh, whatever special effects they had back at the time but like obviously the cat lady is supernatural and she can float around and like do backflips and stuff like she does backflips you know <laughs> she's a cat I've never seen a cat do a backflip but like um, it's just the way it, the way it works it's very creepy very kind of uh, very spooky yeah really and uh, I thought it was pretty good I thought it was pretty good because I wasn't expecting much to be honest and like uh, the only reason I watched it is because this is actually it's like part the the modern the, the parts set in modern times are in black and white and the parts in the in feudal Japan are actually like pretty cool color like sort of uh, technicolor. Oh, that's so weird. Which is a bit strange. Yeah, you, you think w- it'd be the reverse? You think it'd be the reverse? Plus, it's 1958. You're like you're thinking it's just all being black and white. Yeah. And the reason I watched it is because every other cat movie in Japan is all black and white. So I was like, yeah, oh. fuck that. I was like, I just want to watch you know, you know, some colorful film. And um, but yeah, it's good. I enjoyed it. I had a good time. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, because when I when I watched House, there was also that's also about a, a ghost cat as well. Oh, is it? Yeah. Yeah, more or less. More or less about a ghost cat. Mm, they love their cats. Yeah, I didn't know that's something about Japanese culture I've never really noticed before. Mm. They have cat ma- maidens as well, don't they? Cat maidens. Cat cat maids like maids that go around with little cat ears. Do they? I think so. Like maid cafes and stuff like that, they wear little cat ears. That, that's definitely a thing, though, the cat ears. Thing. Yeah. And the Hello Kitty. Kawaii. Yeah, Kawaii, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kawaii culture. Yeah. I don't know. Well, they have, they're have they onto something, you know. They're cute. There's not. <laughs> <laughs> cats in general. I mean, the cat maidens. I mean, the cats, yeah, yeah. Like, cats obviously have a bad. They have a kind of demonic vibe to them. I think everyone gets that. Every yeah. culture universally gets that. It's because that. you can't trust them. Yeah, it's because they, f- they they act like they're above everything, which is like... They've got notions. 
Yeah, which it's it's kind of creepy when like you know humans, the apex predator, passed like fifty hundred thousand years, conquered everything except for cats, conquered everything, conquered the moon, and then this cat's like acting like it owns everything and yeah. it owns us. It's kind of weird, you know. It kind of how dare you? <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like what's what does he know that I don't? Yeah. So, but why like, is, why is my cat staring up into the corner for no reason as well? Yeah, yeah. My cat does that a lot. I'm just like, what do you what do you see, Millie? <laughs> yeah, because they have like extra sensory perception mm. and all, like. Seeing ghosts and shit. Seeing ghosts, yeah. But, like, there's not enough cat-based horror films. And I thought this was a cool kind of antidote to that. Mm. And I obviously had no idea Japan was so into demonic cats. But we need more of that around here. You know, witches and stuff. Yeah, make we'll a banshee into a cat. Yeah, yeah. Wasn't that a thing? Sure it was. At some stage. Probably, was. Probably was. Yeah. Japan's culture is wild, which we've talked about before. So interesting. So, so different. Yeah, they're just, they're just not like us at all. Like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so different. They're just mad weird. They got fucking bidets and shit. <laughs> <laughs> they actually cleaned our hall. Yeah. <laughs> if you wash it, it wouldn't be me. <laughs> Did you ever wash your ass in the shower? <laughs> no, I'm European. <laughs> I don't even wipe. <laughs> <laughs> Air dry. Yeah, exactly. You need to, it's like, you know, you shouldn't wash your hair too often. Yeah, man, I saw a TikTok about that. You're not even meant to get your hair wet. You're meant to. You should be wearing shower caps or whatever. For what? For when you're in the shower. Who you're said that? Some dude on TikTok. Some grimy fellow with dreads or something. It was like. actually a fellow that didn't have hair. I'm pretty sure on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure his head was shaved. There's no way, like. Yeah, because I was like, surely not. I did that for ages. Where I didn't use shampoo for like. Yeah, I don't quite use shampoo. I don't use shampoo all the time. Mm, but like, I and it's fine. Wet. It works fine. But yeah. yeah, after a while, you have to like, you have to be washing. It. I'm also a sweaty boy. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I'm the same. Like, my hair just get like fucking drenched in grease. Mm. Picking up fucking food and shit like that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's got weeks without showering at all. Oh, you need olive oil. Don't we better? <laughs> well, isn't that a thing? See, this there's like some celebrities. There's some article talking about how celebrities in Hollywood don't shower. They shower once a week. That's like a trend now. Yeah, but they also bathe in blood, so I'm not surprised. That's like, true. That's true. <laughs> Children's blood. It's all true. That's not... Celebrities don't shower. Yeah, do you know... That was a thing for a while. No. That that was like... Uh, for some reason, Zendaya and... Or Zendaya and Timothy Chalamet come to mind. They were like featured in the article or something. Maybe that's defamation, but like something about how they don't... They don't... They only shower every so often because it's bad for your skin. That's not true. That can't be true. Those... Greasy little slime bags. See, they can afford not to share it because people will be nice to them no matter what. Yeah, and they also those, don't those average people will smell, and people will be like, "You're a fucking weirdo. Stay away from me." Yeah, you. they're like, you can't show up to work and smell. Like they can, yeah. they don't have to go to, like they don't have to work. <laughs> basically, <laughs> yeah. is what I'm saying they don't have to leave the house. Yeah. <clears throat> fucking the elites. The elites. Is that going to be the next like, um, you know, the way that like in old in culture like having pure white skin showed that you didn't have to work outside it's just being a complete greasy slime bag <laughs> gonna be proof that of like your your higher your You're social hierarchy because yeah. you don't have to you don't have to go out and work basically because yeah, you have a layer of grime yeah. all over your skin <laughs> peel it off <laughs> yeah. I mean, we, all, we, we could all have that working from home now <laughs> yeah exactly dirty dirty yeah have you been you've been up watching anything similar i watched um mother Mother. Mother. Ooh. Bong Jun Ho. Big Bong. Big Bong. Good to see him again. Oh, he's back again. I also watched this. Yeah. Yeah, Mother. Bong Jun Ho. Film that he made after the host. Yes, the film that he made after the host. 2009. But before Snowpiercer. So, 
There's the timeline. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> there we go. Um, yeah. What did you think of Mother? Uh, I thought it was good. I thought it was good. Too. I thought it was good. It's his most acclaimed film. Yeah. Apparently. Probably because it subverts your expectations very hard. Like minor mm. spoilers for Mother, because it is about like a. It's a bit of a whodunit. Mm. Um, which is I don't know. I feel like. I wonder if it is like a little bit of a commentary on the film uh, Memories of Murder. I was going to say The Host, but the, uh, Memories of Murder. Because Memories of Murder is kind of like Zodiac. Like it's, it's also about a body is found, who done it. A mother is also kind of about that. It's also about extreme parental coddling and love and unconditional love or whatever. Mm. Um, not being able to come to terms that your son may have done something really fucked up <laughs> yeah yeah see my main problem with mother is the son is totally unlikable i hated him he's so annoying and he got worse <laughs> yeah he got he gets way worse like he's like he's really flawed at the start and you're like oh like that's who he is yeah. that's his character but then um he just gets more annoying yeah he gets like, more annoying not it, well, i don't feel like it was necessary at all for him to be so annoying because it just kind of detract it's kind of annoyed me yeah, because I didn't enjoy... I literally... I was watching, like, the first, like, 20, 30, 40 minutes of this film. I was like, oh, no. Not a Bon Juno film that I'm actually going to dislike. Mm. Like, actively dislike. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, the start is good. The start is good, but then when it gets into... It's like... The murder stuff, I'm like... Yeah. Oh, it's literally just... It's kind of spinning its wheels and it's not going anywhere. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, Definitely. Like, come on, get like pick up the pace a bit. This is boring. Yeah, yeah, but it has a uh, yeah. It does pick up though with um with uh when the the mother is is running around the titular mother is running around kind of like trying to exonerate her son. Yeah, and then you have like there's a whole big twists and there's like there's there's development. Yeah, things happen. But I was so annoyed by like that 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 second quarter where like it's just the kid, it's just the 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 son. Just like being a wanker. He's just a cunt. Yeah, he's just he's just like, like leave him in jail. Yeah, he's so like he's he's too passive. Yeah, I know he's a character that has a disability, but come on, he's supposed <laughs> to be disabled. You're like, is he disabled? Yeah. Like, is it? I don't know. Like, he's just a wanker. He's just a yeah. bad guy. Is he just a? Is he just a fucking mooch? <laughs> yeah, he seems all right. Like, he seems pretty. Like, he can handle himself. Mm. Maybe that's the thing. Maybe that's the moral. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it was good. I thought, like, I actually don't have much to say about it. <laughs> no, I'm talking about it. I actually don't have much to say about it. Yeah. But it was, it was good. Like, it was grand. It is, like... It's an Oedipal drama. It re- Jesus. They were definitely fucking him oh, and his man, yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah. That, like, when, like, he gets the piss taken out over that, it's like, he definitely was. Yeah, she goes mental. Yeah, she goes wild. <laughs> I did like the bit where, um, where she's, like, in terror, where the guy... The two dudes, the two like school guys, are getting interrogated by your man's mate, and uh, at some stage he's like laughing, like "Oh yeah, you're like Omoto, whatever the fuck his name is, was definitely fucking his mom," and he just kicks him straight in the face. Yeah, his yeah. tooth is fucking missing. He's like, Ugh! <laughs> <laughs> it's fucked up. Yeah, but yeah, it's a. Uh, it was good though. Mm, it was good. Recommend it. Uh, I wouldn't. Uh, Memories of Murder by far. Way, 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 but way better. Yeah. Way better, in my opinion. Yeah, if I was to rank it, it is like it is middle of the road for me in terms of like Bon Joon Ho rankings. Like I think Memories of Murder, Parasite, 
the host, then this, then Oakja and Snowpiercer. Mm. I feel like I'm missing one. I don't think I am, though. I don't know. I think he only has like seven or eight films. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like Okja where like it's just, it's just grand. Yeah. You know? Okja is even more, it's grand though for me. I I liked Okja. Like it's not, it's not grand and like, ah, uh, I like you know, It's all right. Like you, you could watch it. It's, it's a good watch, mm. you know, but it's not like Memories of Murder is something that you, I think is worth, I think everyone should watch. Yeah. That kind of thing. Like that's a different level. Mm-hmm. So I don't think they're comparable at all. Which is wild because Memories of Murder is his second film. Yeah, yeah. How do you pull that off? What's his first film? Uh, Barking Dogs Never Bite. I haven't seen it yet. I don't. I know nothing about that film. Must be shy. I don't know. I think it's just the first film. Mm. Be interesting to watch though. Yeah, like I have it in the in the collection, so I'll watch it at some stage. But like, yeah, like with Mother, I don't know what it is. The Spongebob Ho third acts are fucking wild. Mm. All of them, they're all like they all just escalate very quickly. <laughs> yeah, there's a great crescendo, mm. you know, like everything kind of uh, like dovetails in, in in a nice little way. It's like yeah. it's very dramatic, you know, because because it's all kind of there's like a low intensity throughout the entire kind of second act. Yeah, which is uh, which really pays off. It always pays off really really well. And mm-hmm. um, but yeah, the only problem was is I just have that that kid man. They just should. They should have got a better guy for him. Like. And I feel like you're like. I feel like I would love this film if I actually gave a shit about him. Yeah, yeah. See, if he's sympathetic, I feel like. I feel like there was no reason. Like, make fair if if there's something to be said about. Oh, he's like he's, you know, he's obnoxious and he's ignorant and he's just like he's a spoiled kid. But I don't think you really need that in the film. There was quite literally no redeeming qualities for this character. I can't think of one. Yeah, yeah, and they're like, I think they're re- like, I don't, but like, is it is that writing issue or is the guy just a bad actor? Because I was I, watching it like twenty know. minutes in, I was like, is this guy just a bad actor? Yeah, but I, I meant know. to like this character. Yeah. I like he's there creeping on the girl before she gets murdered. That's why he gets like blamed for it because he's like pure creeping on her. Because yeah, he's a creep. Yeah, which is like, he's there hitting on a schoolgirl. Yeah, six, yeah, sixteen. It's like, what are you doing, man? Yeah, yeah. Oh. And he's there wants to fuck his mom as well. <laughs> it's a good one though. The, the, the ending's very good. Yeah, the, by the end of it, it definitely it definitely makes up for it. You mm-hmm. know, it, it's an entertaining thriller. Uh-huh. Who done it? And the main character, the main mom, even even the way that she was like proper coddled him, annoyed me as well at the start because I was just like. <laughs> This just makes me feel weird. I don't feel sympathy towards this character at the end, by the middle points. I did, but the stars like I don't feel any sympathy for this character because for the son, for the son or the mom, I was like I don't give a shit about either of these characters. I thought the mom was like like obviously crazy and neurotic, but like yeah. I thought that was like that's like the point. You know? mm. It's like oh she's just she's flawed, but she's she's trying to do her best for her son. I yeah. thought and these are my initial impressions that like the son was like oh he's goofy and he's an idiot but like you know he means the best yeah. and he like he loves his man all. but and it, the, the mad my impression of the mad is, I think it's pretty true in the yeah, end yeah by the end of the film yeah but the son just gets it's just like he just doesn't seem to have any kind of loyalty to anyone yeah he's just just a wanker like he's just a wanker, <laughs> he's, just a wanker. <laughs> he's just a wanker like <laughs> you know? I don't know like, yeah I, I don't definitely know. by the end of the film like the whole message of like parental love or whatever going to extreme moms and sons and stuff like that you know, it goes somewhere, but like, I don't know. He's just a mama's boy who gives a shit. 
you know. <laughs> yeah, God rest him. Oh, God bless him. Uh, we go for a break. Ah, yeah. Tell you what else I watched this week. Hi. I watched another new 2021 film starring our boy Nick Cage back once again. He's back again. How with many the, films with the Renegade Master? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's been he's been busy. He's been a busy boy this year. Busy guy. Like. <clears throat> uh, this is Ghosts. No, Prisoners of the Ghostland, which I keep I keep trying to say Ghost of the Prisonland. This is Prisoners of the Ghostland, directed by Sion Sono. He's the guy that directed uh, Love Exposure, that four-hour-long Japanese film that I watched a while ago. <laughs> Mad bastard, all the, all the same. Um, and this is his new film, his first like American production film. Um, and he's got Nick Cage. So you got a crazy Japanese director. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Obviously, someone good one in British Break Off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, big cheer. Yeah, big cheers. Crazy Japanese director, well known for being eccentric and mad, and also Nick Cage, uh, Bill uh, Mosley, Mosley, the guy that, that chopped up from oh, Texas okay. Chainsaw. He's also in this film, so you know. He said, "How how did he build a career off that?" Like I know, man, mad, isn't it? Forty year career, <laughs> yeah. forty years, just off fucking impersonating the hitchhiker from Texas yeah. Chainsaw. Just <laughs> <laughs> to show. Um, yeah. So this is. You know, you expect this to be a crazy film, and it really isn't. I mean, visually, it kind of is. Visually, it's it's out there, but in terms of like content, not really, and like not in a way that subverts your expectations. Where much like Pig, which is another film that Nick Cage did this year, and I talked about, where it, it subverts your expectations and be and becomes like an anti revenge film. This is just a kind of nothing film where nothing mad or cool or crazy ever really happens. And it's super disappointing. It's not a very good film. How long is it? An hour and 50? An hour and 45? That's grand. It's not four hours long. Yeah, at least it's not four hours long. Um, Yeah, it's just a kind of nothing film where like it's about... It's a post-nuclear Japan which you think is going to say something. And it has like like a post-apocalyptic Japan. Yeah, but you because of like nukes. Because of nukes, yeah. Um, and it's about this American comes in, and he like makes this weird town, this town called Samurai Town, I think it's called, and it's just like on the nose synthesis, yeah, <laughs> the synthesis of like Western, like old West, like cowboys, um, era and like, uh medieval shogun era uh, Japan like blended together which is a cool aesthetic mm. and you think that will say something but it it doesn't it's just aesthetic it's just aesthetic it's it's literally style it is the most style over substance film I've seen in a very long time there's this big clock with these people like the clock is like ticking and the people are like it's like this cult kind of like tribe that live out in the ghost land which is the nuclear wasteland and they're like uh, they hold the the clock from ticking forward because they they believe that if it ticks and it keeps going forward there'll be another nuclear attack so it's like holding back time to prevent another disaster from happening mm. doesn't really say anything with that that's just a concept yeah that uh, you could have explored that like there's a lot of things that you could have explored and it somehow manages to say absolutely nothing about any of it. 
or at least in a way that I couldn't read. And in fact, the majority of people seemingly haven't been able to read into anything about this film because this is not a well-regarded film. <laughs> yeah, something like 50%, isn't it? On yeah. Tomatoes, yeah. Yeah, that's kind of surprising because I saw, I looked it up and uh, I saw Nick Cage in it and I just didn't really look mm. further into it. But I thought it was just like one of those, you know, Nick Cage films. Yeah. It's like, you know, it's hot or cold. You don't know what he's going to be. But the fact that it's your man, Son Sono. Yeah. Like, he's clearly a big player, you know? Yeah. Like, he clearly, clearly knows what he's trying to do. But what was he trying to do here? No idea. No and one seems to know. Like, also kind of like Willy's Wonderland at the start of the year. You know, great concept. Nick Cage, again, going to be a wild concept. But it isn't that either. Like, it's also like much like Willy's Wonderland. Disappointing and not really... Doesn't really achieve anything in the end. Yeah, yeah. Which is weird. I don't know what happened. <laughs> what, what's uh, Nicolas Cage's role? He is the... He is... His name is Hero, like he's just referred to as the Hero, and he is captured at the start of the film, and he's in prison for a bank robbery that went wrong, and his mate called Psycho killed a bunch of people, and then Nick Cage got caught. Oh, Psycho. Uh, classic, <laughs> classic Psycho. Psycho. And, uh, he just does that. He's, he's, he's forced to wear this suit that has like bombs on like the arms, and two on the balls, and one around his neck. Because the guy that put the bomb on him wants him to go off and like bring back his his granddaughter, but like his granddaughters, there's multiple of them. They're just like sex slaves. Oh, okay. So he wants him to go off and like get back, get her back for him. And when Nick Cage finds her, she's kind of dressed as like a mannequin, and she's not really saying anything. And you're like, okay, so she's not able to talk because like the trauma that she's gone through. But, like, the mannequin thing, you know, uh, this woman being, like, constructed and, you know, literally having things put onto her as a mannequin. Like, you know, that's the thing that we talk about, like, a few times. But, like, mm-hmm. the same thing in, like, Mulholland Drive. Like, you can construct this woman to be whatever you want her to be. Mm-hmm. Again, doesn't say anything about that. Doesn't do anything with that concept. They're literally, all these cool concepts are presented to you. And yet... The film never ties them together to have, like, a theme or a message about anything. And it's, again, just concepts and style over substance. And it's such a weird film because it's from this director where these crazy concepts and these weird themes and these weird messages can say something. Like, I watched the first uh, Sion Sono film I watched was Anti-Porno that I talked about on the podcast. Where, like, mad, mad crazy visuals has a message, ultimately, I knew that it was trying to say something, but didn't know what it was saying. This is the opposite, where I can clearly read these signifiers, but they don't point to anything. <laughs> yeah, they don't go here. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's that's frustrating. That's frustrating. Yeah, anti-porno seemed pretty pretty confusing, though. Mm. And that's when, that, that film's only like an hour and ten minutes, so that was fine. Oh, right, yeah. You know, but... um. Yeah, and even in terms of like, okay, fine, it doesn't have that stuff. Does it have, you know, it's a bit like Mandy where it is just like crazy, cool vibes and visuals and, you know, yeah. you get you get like loads of action. No. No action, no. No action up until the end of the film. And when the action does come around, it's like, it's not that good. It's also mad confusing because there's a bit where the the big bad guy, the, the guy that sent him off to, you know, get back this girl, he has like a samurai with him who's his like henchman 
and the henchman turns on him, and you're like, okay, they're going to team up now with Nick Cage. But then him and Nick Cage just start fighting each other, even though they're both fighting the main dude. And mm. I was sitting there, like, why are these two fighting now? I don't know what's going on. I don't know why these are fighting. <laughs> yeah, that's never good when you're confused. Yeah. It's also a white savior film. <laughs> yeah, Nick Cage, he's an immigrant. Yeah. But he's the guy that saves everyone by the end of the film. Yeah, all right, yeah. And the last, the last thing is like Nick Cage with like these two, the two girls that have been like abused by this guy, and he's like, Samurai Town can really turn into something beautiful, or whatever. And he's gonna be, it's like hinted that he's gonna be the leader, the new shogun. But like, what the fuck? Like, what? The, why? Why is this Japanese director making making a white savior film? Well, Nick Cage. I guess he is being produced by Americans. They're like, here, you're gonna make this film. Yeah. But like, I don't know. It was really. It sounds very weird. It is. The name is also really bad. They need a better name. Prisoners of the Ghostland. Even just, that title means nothing. <laughs> like, <laughs> it literally, like, there's no... Like, I read it and I looked it up. I was just like... I like, I have no interest in, like, reading about yeah. what the film was about. Because it just did Like, the, the, the title doesn't evoke anything at all. No. It doesn't tell you anything. And it doesn't, they need a better title. They're all... I think the thing is, like, they're, everyone's a prisoner... Of the in, Ghostland. Of, of the Ghostland. Of, like... Even like Ghostland being like this site of of a traumatic nuclear event happening, mm. and there's there's literally like ghosts that appear or whatever. But again, don't say anything about don't it. Say, no, I don't, I don't understand how you could do that. How can you have these like clear symbols, these clear things that could lead to something? It feels like he had this idea, but then the studio like just like cut his Achilles heel and just didn't let him run with it. Yeah, maybe went too too many uh The Americans just wouldn't let him do it. this is a Japanese film, he would have said something, but it's an American film they're like, you're not saying anything. Yeah, you can't, yeah. Yeah, it sounds like it's kinda of all over the shop. Mm. Where'd you see it? Uh it's on Shudder. Shudder. Oh, right. Yeah, Shudder just had it Shudder exclusive. Okay. Is that a good thing? I think it just means that Shutter or the site that that have it, they have a few films on Shutter for um, exclusives. Um, Revenge is another. It's a French film. It's meant to be like a a slight subvert subvert subversion subversion. I don't know why I keep trying to say subvertation. Uh, a subversion of like a like like a rape revenge story. Oh okay yeah. From the, it's from a feminist standpoint yeah so like yeah. that sounds cool um and i do want to see i, I want to watch that but you know uh, you need to be in the mood to watch a you know a rape revenge film <laughs> yeah so. you really need to strike that mood yeah, yeah. um but yeah it, a strange film like 2021 majority of films that i've seen from 2021 haven't been good yeah it's not been a great year has it no it's not been a great year um to be fair i've only seen like four or five i think but I've seen a bunch of films, but a lot of them have been like, like after something like well, Cosmic Sin and Karen, but just put them to one side. <laughs> yeah. That like Fear Street trilogy, I watched the. F- oh, did you watch yeah. any of that? I didn't see them. No, I watched the first one. I was like, this is shit. Mm. I was like, this is so bad. R.L. Stein, man. Yeah. You know, just remake Goosebumps as a TV show. Yeah. Just do that. Like, just do that. You know. I don't understand it. Um, Pig was the good one. Dune was good. Dune was good. Dune is definitely Suicide Squad is good. Yeah, Suicide Squad. That's that's also good. Yeah. yeah. But like, they're not hitting out of the park. To be fair, you can't expect that every time, but... I expect something decent, like... Well, yeah, because there's, there's been so much build-up. 
you know like how much did they have in the vault over the last two years and this is this is all that's come out yeah like and that just means like next year and the year after that it's gonna be fucking grim because no films were being made for those couple years like yeah i suppose yeah like last year and the year before like this year as well read kind of like Mm. what's coming out next year i don't know halloween halloween (laughs) halloween (laughs) three halloween three um yeah i don't know like maybe pretty see like a a straying away from the cinema more indies yeah maybe definitely more of a focus on streaming anyway like there's not that many event films coming out to sustain a cinema no. Is there? Well, really, Scott was fucking snapping over the last the duel. The last duel. I, no, I haven't seen the thing. I've seen a few posters. I thought it was a film from three years ago. Yeah, it looked like a film from three years ago. Yeah, yeah. Like, maybe maybe something decent will come out. You see the new Blade Runner? Oh, no, wait. We'll do that for news. But, <laughs> but uh, House of Gucci, maybe. Yeah, House of Gucci. That's not an event film, though, you know? Jane, That new Jane Campion film is going to be really good. Who's that? I think she's James Cameron's uh, wife. Jane Cameron or Jane Jane Campion. I Jane Campion, no, James Cameron. Yeah, no, 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 Jane Jane Campion. All right. Um, she directed a film called The Piano, which is on Netflix, and her new film with Benedict Cumberbatch is like uh, it's about masculinity. Um, he's been go- he's been off the map for a while. Yeah, but apparently this is really good, and it's also coming out to Netflix. Oh, okay, yeah. So I'll watch that. That'd be good to see. Uh, that's gonna be uh, a real Oscar buzz film. Of mm. course, I haven't seen Spencer either. Oh, the Diana film. Yeah. I wouldn't be interested in watching that. I wouldn't that, be interested in it either. Yeah. Like, I don't who know. cares? Um, that's a real, like... That's for, like, a, the generation before, probably. <laughs> that's a that's a boomer movie. Yeah, that's a pure <laughs> boomer. Like, who really cares? Um, they should make a film about Prince Andrew. They should make a film about Prince yeah, Andrew. That's what won't. they should do. Avatar 2 is coming out next year. Batman's oh, coming out in February. I can't wait. I can't... Man, I'm low-key kind of excited for Avatar 2. I just want to know, what does that film... <clears throat> will what it, will is he, that film? Will he pull it out of the bag again? That's all I want to know. Will he do it again? Has he made a film since Avatar? I don't think he has. Yeah, he produced... Um, like he had the Ghost ab- in the Shell, I think. I think, yeah. Uh, Alita. He produced Alita. That's the last thing he did was Avatar. That is wild. Like, that's... But the film he did before that, Titanic. Yeah, you know? I mean, that's that's four billion between two films. How did he do that? Will he Will he do it again? Is Avatar two gonna be good? Well, obviously not. <laughs> no way. No but, way. Well, will it be? I don't know, because it sort of has to be, doesn't it? If it's gonna be big, surely he won't do it again. He won't pull it off again because Avatar wasn't that great, obviously, but it was it was acceptable. It's an acceptable action film. Yeah, but will this one be any good? Because I saw some interview he did with um, I don't know. It's like it's one of those climate conferences they had in like the last year or so, and he's talking about like you know he's big into the sea and stuff. Yeah, he's mad into the sea. Yeah, he loves the sea for some reason. Avatar two is set under the sea. Can't wait under the sea. It's the first time. But, like, it's the first time a film has ever been filmed underwater, I think. Like, he actually filmed it underwater. Mm. For somehow. I don't know. But the effects, bro. <laughs> yeah, but how would you do that with the actors, you know? But scuba suits. <laughs> scuba suits and, like, those, like, mocap costumes yeah. on top. Yeah, but, so he's done that. And uh, he was talking about, he was doing this interview where he's talking about how capitalism needs to be dismantled and all. And I was like, what the fuck is this guy talking about? We need to go underwater to escape capitalism. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, your last one grows too... Three billion dollars, and he's like, "We need to end capitalism." 
It's like what? What's he going for? <laughs> Clearly, he's very. He's either very confused or he's just in an entirely different level of thinking. Yeah, he's he's man. He's just his fourth eye has opened up. Yeah, that's what. Like How maybe old is James Cameron? maybe he has. James Cameron's sixty something. He's pretty old. Nineteen fifty four. He's ten years older than my dad. It's just like nearly seventy. <laughs> James Cameron, you mad bastard. <laughs> how, is he, how does he do it? Oh. You know? Uh, Minions, The Rise of Gru. Oh, there right we go. <laughs> film of the year. <laughs> film of the year. Legally Blonde 3. Oh, Jesus. Film again. Yeah, this actually, this isn't a bad year. Yeah, yeah, Scream. Oh, yeah, the new Scream movies. This film called year. Dog. There you go. It's just Dog. the adaptation of dogs. Um, Mission Possible 7. I thought that already came out. Um... Who gives a shit about Mission Impossible? Like, Mission Impossible is good. I haven't seen them. No, nah, so man. You sh- well, I don't know. They're very good action films. Mm. Like, Mission Impossible, I can't remember. Ghost Protocol. Ghost, Ghost Protocol, Rogue Nation. I definitely saw them in, in, in cinemas, and they're very good mm. in terms of action films. Like, they're just really well made. Yeah. So, you know, compared to what else we'd be getting. <laughs> um, Jackass just- Forever. That's there coming out. That'd go. be a good one. <laughs> this film called Elvis, which has Bob Dylan on the front. Um, <laughs> confi- I think everyone's very confused. Knives Out Two is coming out. Um, <laughs> Elvis got Bob Dylan on the cover. It's, it's about Bob Dylan instead. <laughs> That's so funny. It's real Bob Dylan take. Um, yeah. So Downton Abbey Two. Oh no. <laughs> one for the mams. Oh god. And one then, for the boomers. Yeah, Predator 5. That film is called Prey. Prince called Skull. Oh. Well, maybe there's two films coming out. I thought the next Predator film is called Prey. Yeah. See oh, no, it, it is called Prey. It used, be, it used to be called Skull. See what they did there? Because the first one's called Prey and the new one's called... Whoa, whoa yeah, what? Mad. Jesus. Who taught that? That's a great reference. <laughs> yeah. The reference to the title of the film is the predator gonna be the prey this time dun, dun, dun. <laughs> no no <laughs> gonna fuck people up obviously not <laughs> yeah that, it won't be that bad hocus pocus too that sounds strange hocus pocus isn't good like i'm sorry hocus pocus is shit i'm, I'm glad someone else said yeah it. it's shite it's shite, shite man it's never so good bad. i never i never understood how people like that film it doesn't matter how hot uh what's her name sarah what the fuck's her name i don't know from Sex and the City, Sarah Jessica Parker. Yeah, Sarah, she's hot in that film just because she's she? got tits <laughs> out to the max. Does she? Oh, jeez, her tits are out for that film. <laughs> is she in Hocus Pocus? Yeah, she's yeah, in she's in Hocus Pocus. I can't remember. She plays a ditzy one. I just remember the witches freaked me out. Yeah, the oh, jeez, the, the older witches are. Yeah, just like ugh. yeah, not like Sarah a, Jessica Parker's one of the witches. Oh, is she? Yeah, she's the blonde witch. Ah, right. Yeah, yeah. Has my heart that witch. <laughs> <laughs> My witch. Um, so yeah, the other, the last film that, that we'll talk about to, to, on tonight's episode. <laughs> tonight's episode is um the third highest rated film on Letterbox, Harakiri, directed by. Oh fuck, <laughs> <laughs> Kobayashi. But I'm gonna find out his first name. Fuck, is it Kobayashi? Shit. Yeah, it's Kobayashi. Is it Kobayashi? I've never seen that. Masa, ma, oh fuck yeah, Kobayashi. <laughs> <laughs> directed by Kobayashi. Just fucking bail on that. <laughs> Forget about it. It doesn't matter. Forget who's about it. By. It's a samurai movie. Yeah. Harakiri yeah. Sta- is actually. Uh, Sapuku. Sapuku. Sudoku. Sudoku. Performance <laughs> Sudoku on the stomach. <laughs> um, 
third highest rated film on Letterboxd. You know, big things going for this film. That's so huge, all, huge clout. All the pretentious clout you could want. And it's good. It's good. It's really good. Is it the third best film of all time? Not the third best film of all time, but it's like it's it's the first samurai film I've seen. It's the best samurai film I've seen. Um, it's really really good. It no, it is. I can clearly see why. Like I gave it five stars on Lyrox. Like I did really really. I watched this film. I was like, I don't really have any flaws with this film. Like the only flaw that I would have with the film is that it it is slow, but it's slow in a way that deals with like the the narrative structure of the film. Mm. So the film starts off with this guy showing up at this this mansion, this uh this like shogun kind of place and he's like, I want to perform uh, Harakiri. And there's like weird that you mentioned that because there's been people there's been a lot of uh Ronin coming around. So Ronin is um samurais who so a samurai was like employed by a master he was the shogun or whatever. But when that shogun died or like, you know, wasn't a shogun anymore or whatever, and samurai were unemployed, they became ronin. So that's what a ronin is. Um, so they're just on the dole? Just on the dole, just flowing about, <laughs> having nothing to do. Just La- ways to samurai. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's where the Yakuza eventually came from. Oh, really? Is like ronin and samurai and stuff like that, like formed together as like bandits or whatever. And that led on to eventually crime families or whatever. So I think that's where that came from, but um, also because y- yakuza the the yakuza have like strict sense of like codes and stuff like that, which also samurai do. So the code of honor. It's just part of Japanese culture. Mm. Um, and this film is a critique a lot of 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 that like um aspect of Japanese culture. So. Ronan shows up, Samurai shows up, whatever, and he's like, I'm gonna perform seppuku, and he's just like, Yeah, sure, but it's weird that you mentioned that because, like, a bunch of sa- like, Samurai have been coming around to, like, uh, masters and stuff like that, and, and saying that they want to perform seppuku, but, like, the masters don't want them to do that, so they'll pay them to go away, and the Samurai actually never intend on, you know, carrying out the seppuku. And we had a fellow come the other day, like, a few months ago, or whatever, and he wanted to perform seppuku. And he really didn't want to do it, but we forced him to do it. You and he, he tells they tell the story of this guy that shows up, and he's like, "I want to do Harakiri," and they're just like, "Yeah, sure, come on, we'll get you in." And like he's like, it's shown the story from that, and he's like sweating, but he's like, "Fuck, I didn't expect him to let me do this." Yeah. And he's like, "Oh, I actually don't have a sword." He gets up and tries to run at one stage, and they stop him, and like, "Either you perform Harakiri and you live up to this code of honor, or we will slaughter you like a dog." And he's just like, okay, yeah, fine, I'll do it. I don't have a sword. I only have a bamboo sword. And like, well, the samurai sword is their soul, so fucking do it with the bamboo. And he has to like fall on this bamboo, on this bamboo sword, and it is painful to watch. Like, it goes on; it's agonizing to watch. And then they they hit him in the head and stuff like that, right? So. This this guy's like, yeah, no, don't worry about it. I'll fucking do it. So he, he rocks up and he's. he's ready to go and he's like i want this person to be my second to be the guy to to decapitate me and they're like uh oh well uh he's actually sick he's not here and uh he's like well go get him because i want him to be the guy that that, to do it so they send a messenger off and while your man's running off to to get your to get the fella the samurai who's kneeling down is like "I'll, i'll tell you this story that i actually know the samurai that came beforehand 
actually know him because we grew up in the same shogun temple or whatever. Um, and he tells the story and they're like, oh yeah, cool. And then the messenger comes back and he's like, no, he's sick, he can't come. And he's like, okay, grand. Well, I want this other guy to do it. And they're like, well, he's not here either. And they're like, and then your man's like, weird. Well, I want this third fellow to do it. And they're like, he's also not here. All three <laughs> of these people are sick. And they're like, the master of the house like walks away or whatever. He's like, this guy is up to something. Like mm. the three people that he wants to do this to be his second aren't here. So they come back and they're like, we don't have this dude. Just fucking do it. And like tensions rise. And your man t- tells the story more and more. And he tells his backstory of like how eventually he got to the stage where he's going to perform Harakiri. And like because of the narrative structure, how the film flows, it's very like I, I was an hour and a half into the film and I thought that the film was wrapping up. Mm. because it's like he tells the story and then we cut back and he's like okay here we go he's gonna do it. he's like hold up i have one more thing to say like and it keeps yeah it keeps yeah. M- like moving forward and then stopping and then going back in time so it is kind of like the flow of the film is a bit strange like that but i can't really critique the film for that because the narrative structure is like where uh the storytelling genius of the film comes into play because you realize from like him telling these stories, you understand why the first samurai was reluctant to do it. And like why he was very like dishonorable. Cause like, obviously you're coming into the film and you're like, well, he should uh, like from our, you know, from from everything that you know about samurai and like Harakiri and stuff like that. You're like, well, he should do it because he said he was going to do it. And he's a little fucking rat weasel. If he's going to bitch out from doing it. Yeah, Yeah. But you understand why he why he's like that and like everything about it and the film is a critique of these traditional japanese morals and values or whatever mm. and the whole there's basically a bit where like the samurai on the ground is like samurai um values and all this type of stuff is a facade it's bullshit no one actually lives up to this stuff it's all about seeming like you do mm. but like no one actually does and there's this symbol in the master's house of this like ancient like armor of like you know the great samurai but the the samurai armor is literally empty like there's nothing there's there's the facade of it and there's nothing actually within it Mm. um and like the samurai is from hiroshima which is is a film from 1962 I feel like it's definitely saying something well, about. <laughs> you'd, you'd hope so, yeah. Hiroshima. You know, what does that mean, though? I feel like it's like he's it's this guy coming forward, but like it's a it's a rebellion movie. It's very anti anti authoritarian. So I feel like the film is kind of like Hiroshima happened, and you know the generals and stuff like that, like kind of had this idea of like like you know we'll never surrender whatever which is which also isn't true like that's not actually what happened <laughs> from a japanese that's not, i feel like that's maybe what it's saying but like you know that wasn't really true but even that idea like you know japanese nobility like we never give up never let down is a lot of fucking bollocks because it actually has human cause to it and we can see that with hiroshima yeah you know? yeah yeah like cutting off your nose despite the face yeah does that even work in that analogy but yeah, the whole code of honor. Yeah, mad that they had that. Mad, it is crazy. And you have, we talked about um, Mishima. You know, him, him actually yeah. performing. Nah, he was like, something else. Like, like, what a story that is! But that's the level of fucking like, 
fascist loving to have like this yeah, completely yeah. fallen in love with the idea but the you know the idea isn't isn't true and even like it's a critique of, like these author- author- figures of authority expect the people below them to fulfill this grand idea of the sense of duty or an honor or whatever but they themselves aren't actually willing to do it yeah yeah it's just like a just a facade to mm-hmm. keep the people in line or whatever yeah, yeah to keep the the class system calcified mm. and even at the end of the film like the the master is like writing in his diary about what happened and he's he's writing down a lie like he doesn't actually tell what the truth behind like everything that happened in the film he writes down something to like tidy it up and like so the lie of this facade of like japanese nobility uh honor and stuff like that can keep going on but it's all a load of bollocks yeah 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 but they have to they have they to. have to pretend it's true yeah yeah that's that's so cool because mm. you can apply that to everything as well everything like it's not just about japan obviously yeah. it's a but universal we, thing yeah yeah because you have that idea obviously of like the code of honor yeah. you know samurai jack kind of things like yeah. you have to cut off your own head you know but obviously that's just something that you know the emperor was like you have to do this yeah because i because i say so because i say so yeah yeah like the people in charge said that. I care about Japan <laughs> yeah exactly yeah and they used nationalism or like some some sense of social compulsion to keep people in line mm. but you can apply that to you know like us yeah or like the west and anything anything Europe all all the lads you know it's like if you're not living up to a certain standard um, which isn't you know actually reflected in reality anywhere really at all yeah then you're not worthy like you just you have to maintain a pretense at mm-hmm. all times, no matter what, no matter the cost, personal or social or whatever. You know. Yeah, it's good. Fucked. It's fucked. There's a great bit as well where like um, the samurai, um, he, like it's flashing back and forth between what happened and like there's a moment where like he's the guy the samurai that came before him and performed bamboo harakiri. He uh, he's his son-in-law. And they like after they had to flee like the palace and everything they were from, like his the samurai's daughter is sick and her daughter or her kid is also sick and so that samurai that came before him to perform Aragiri sells off. He doesn't. He has a bamboo sword and stuff like that because he sold off his blades because like this shit doesn't fucking matter. Like I need money to take care of my family. Yeah, yeah. And the samurai, the oldest samurai, is just like, I never thought of doing that. Like I never thought that like. I could just, like, these are just things. They don't really matter. They don't mean anything. The actual people around me are what matters. They're the ones I need to be focusing on rather than this bullshit idea of honor that will just end, will just lead me to dying. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, killing myself, yeah. Like, I'm literally killing myself and I will accomplish nothing from actually doing this. Uh Just this bullshit idea of what I should be. Um, and he's like, oh, yeah, shit, we could have sold our blades <laughs> and we could have made money. So like, now, well, well. <laughs> I know they all have. Yeah. That's the thing, yeah, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're, all, they're all gone now. Yeah. God bless them. Yeah, that sounds pretty good. It's really good. Really, that really good. good. How long is it? Uh, two hours and ten minutes. Two hours, ten. Uh, what's on? Movie? Uh, I have it on Blu-ray. Oh, right. It was a blind buy. I, I was like, Airbox top three movies don't fail me don't fail me now this thing's like 15 20 quid come on (laughs) (laughs) yeah that sounds really good it's really good and it makes me now want to watch you know more samurai films 
Yeah, Seven Samurai, we're coming for you. We're, we're coming, coming for you eventually. Yeah, any day Over now. three hours, we'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> don't make, don't, don't test me. Eventually, yeah. Yeah. Because like, that's like a genre of films that I literally know nothing about. Samurai films. Yeah, I don't know anything about them, you know. Yeah. I thought it was just, just kind of westerns. That's the impression I have. Yeah, because that's all that you ever hear, you yeah, know. That's just, yeah, that's just what you hear, yeah. Like, oh, the western, like westerns just ripped off samurai, samurai films. yeah, yeah. Sure, all kind of samurai in her mm. own way, you know. It's weird though, because like, would you think that cowboys hard? The cowboys didn't. That was the whole thing with cowboys is that they didn't really have a code of honor. They're just wild. Well, they had like they have like John Wayne and the Searchers and stuff mm. like that, like the cowboy archetype where Jesse he's like James. <laughs> yeah, the, the, yeah, the the fictional idea of Jesse James. He's like he's a man of honor. He robs from the from the the rich and gives to the poor. He's like he's always a gentleman with women and stuff like that. We're obviously like. None of that was true. Yeah. At all. Like no nothing like obviously there was people like that, yeah. probably, but they're they're just normal people who weren't written about. Yeah. Like the reality is something more like Blood Meridian, where you have like fucking giant albino lads raping kids and yeah. stuff. Not a good time. No. But like yeah, I don't know. It's just like the kind of idea. It's like the even the Ubermensch, like the, the Nazi Ubermensch, that was taken from cowboys. Like what the idea didn't realize that. the idea that they go out like you know the way the Americans were like, go west. Yeah. Go out, settle in the west, build a homestead, have your wife and your 10 kids or whatever. The Nazis were like, go east. Yeah. Settle in the east, you know, have like a German wife, have loads of German babies, but like you'll be a settler, you'll be like a a pioneer yeah. on the this new frontier of the, the fatherland or whatever. It's all, just, all, it's all the same thing. It is, yeah. Really. And like Japan's also something, well, have your honor, like live by your master, mm. you know, expand your empire yeah stay in line yeah most of all yeah most importantly stay in fucking line yeah yeah don't yeah. you don't you get too big for your boots <laughs> yeah. or else even the, the, there's also this kind of thing of like um you know any crime or any sin can be can can be forgiven in this culture if you just you know kill yourself yeah like <laughs> you just perform this really brutal way of killing yourself but like it will redeem all your sins but also it accomplishes literally nothing like it doesn't it just you're just killing yourself you're not actually you know redeeming yourself for anything you're just having this b- brutal death and somehow in the eyes of people it's like oh he he established he re-honored himself or whatever mm. but like you know still, did he did he, <laughs> did he actually <laughs> did he <laughs> don't think so like not really yeah, yeah. Just a confession, yeah. Yeah, just, co- just confess. Just confess. <laughs> oh, you killed a few people. I'm pretty sure the priest has to tell the guard if the guards if you kill people. I'm sure that like because I always thought that like surely if you came to the guards like or to the priest like <laughs> yeah I have like five people locked up in my basement I feel really bad about it kind of like can I just do five hail marys and I'm yeah, all good. Yeah, yeah, that's def- <laughs> I've definitely priests have def- definitely rotted before. Oh, I feel like they'd have to. Yeah. Out of that, it's like give us a healthy donation there and we'll let this yeah, slide. A little, uh, what were they called? Indulgence. Yeah. <laughs> Get you straight into heaven. Don't worry about it. 4 11. <laughs> <laughs> mad. Mad. But it is cool because it is like a, it's a universal, like it's very explicitly talking to Japan, but it's a universal message. Yeah, of course. That's you know, all the great all, films. All great art does that. All great art. Harakiri is one of those great art. It's good. It is, it's slow, but again, like. It structures the reason why it's slow, but it structures the reason why it's also very good. Mm, yeah, yeah. So, you know, 
it kind of balances it out. It's also beautifully shot. This is great, like sword fight and like tall grass. It looks amazing. Is it black and white? Black and white. Ah. Black and white fire language film. <laughs> Look at <laughs> me. <laughs> <laughs> Living the dream. Living the dream. <laughs> <laughs> Which moves us on to our news section. Our news section this week. Well, there's been a lot happening mm. in the news, most of it not related to films. Um, but there was there was a, a thing. I was, I was in the shop there earlier. I was listening to the radio. And uh, not something that I do often, but <laughs> there was a, uh, they're talking about a Blade Runner TV series. Yeah. Is coming down the line. Blade Runner just keeps existing somehow. Fair play to it. Yeah. Fair play to it. It's a cool but, world. Yeah, it's it's a cool world. I, I thought they were going to talk about Blade Runner 3. Mm. Like, that's not going to happen, obviously. I think that was... I think your man wanted to do it, but... You know, even if he... Even if it was greenlit at this stage, he is doing. He's busy. But, uh, yeah, apparently it's going to be a Blade Runner TV series, but it's produced by Ridley Scott, which is maybe not a good thing, considering, you know, his kind of hit and miss recent kind of uh I think he's, he's recent times. He's kind of always been a Hermes director, hasn't he? Mm. Especially more recently. Well definitely more recently. Prometheus and stuff which I like Prometheus. Prometheus is a massive hit for me. But then you have like Exodus, you have like Did he do Alien Covenant? Did he? He might have come back for that, I think, yeah. Alien Covenant wasn't that bad. I hate Alien Covenant. Nah, Alien Covenant was alright. The sequel to that was rubbish though. There was a sequel they did, and it was rubbish. No, Alien Covenant is the sequel to Prometheus. That's the most recent Alien film. Is it? Yeah. Maybe. Oh, yeah. Must Alien be, Covenant. I must, must have this wrong. And Ridley Scott it did was he not the director. Do, did he not do one after that, no? No, I don't think so. But, yeah. yeah, well, yeah. There was one that was really bad. Yeah, no, Alien Covenant is the, is the, is the sequel to Prometheus. Well, then he's got a hit and a miss. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's got a swing and a miss. Um... But yeah, he has loads of shy films. Boy, howdy, does he? Yeah, read well, the Martian was decent. Jeez, he did Hannibal. Fuck me. Hannibal 2002 or whatever? Yeah. Jesus, I didn't realize that. 2001. Back in the day. I haven't seen it, but I just know that's a bad film. <laughs> House of Gucci himself as well. Mm. Yeah, you know, Blade Runner. What do you think? Blade Runner TV show? Ah, uh, nah. Is it's not, it can't be good, can it? It just can't. Is it going to be like an hour long episodes? Yeah, I ten think so. episodes. I think it's going to be like eight episodes, eight ten episodes. It can't be good. I don't know much. I don't know any details. Just heard what thing on the radio. I mean, you could see how it would work, but I also just think like, like, what's the story to Blade Runner twenty forty nine? What do you mean? What's like, the story? Is it like like what's the? Well, your man is Ryan Gosling is a a thing. He's mm-hmm. a, he hunts robots. Yeah, but he's also a robot. So he's like he's Harrison like Ford. <laughs> yeah, he's like Decker. Yeah. yeah, but it's confirmed that Decker is also a robot. Mm. It, like it says, oh yeah, I'm a, I'm also a robot. Yeah. Even though he ages, because they've advanced, they've advanced the technology for the for the what what you call them the mechs. Or yeah, whatever. I can't believe when I watched I watched Blade Runner like this year I think I did, and then I I watched all the short films for Blade Runner 2049. They were good. I have yet to see Blade Runner 2049. You have to see that, man. I think you'd really like that. I think I would, but I just... It I haven't so long, though. That's the thing. So I long. haven't... I haven't so set out the time to watch... To watch... Sit down and watch Blade Runner 2049 yet. Yeah, have to, you watch on a big screen. That's the thing. I also need to claim the TV downstairs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, need to watch on a big screen. But, it's, yeah, it's very boring. Mm. So you have to sit down, strap yourself in. I've only seen it the one time, to be fair, so... 
maybe it'd be better on a second watch. But I don't think a TV show is... Like, TV shows have a really bad record recently, don't they? In terms of adapting stuff. Yeah, I don't know. Can we think of a single one that worked in the past few years? Like, the Marvel TV shows are meant to be... All right. Yeah, but, like, if that's the standard that we're dealing with, I'd prefer they just left it, you know? (laughs) In terms of, like, not not, not that it's, like... Like, but they're pretty good, but they're obviously not, you know, amazing. Yeah. Like, you know, Blade Runner, it's like... We want a true detective. Yeah, I want... Yeah, I only want... If you're going to make anything, it should be the best of all time. Mm. As always, at least it should always be the best thing ever made. Yeah, yeah. well, no, no, you're you're right. It probably it'd be if it was if it's as good as like if it's acceptable, you know. But that's not what you want either. Like, I don't want, I don't want mediocrity and unacceptable media. I want something decent. I want something good. Yeah, it makes you go, hmm, (laughs) you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Blade Runner could really have used this. Yeah, something that expands upon what happened. Yeah. Before. I don't think they could do that though. I'm very doubtful they could. I'm sure Blade Runner 2049 kind of flopped, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of did. It made double its budget, but it's still not enough because it was it was, it was like 200 mil. Why did Blade Runner? I don't understand why Blade Runner 2049 failed. Because it was so boring. It was extremely long. But it was still critically acclaimed. Yeah, no one cares what the critics yeah, think. I suppose. <laughs> yeah, literally, no one cares what the critics no think. No one cares. I think it was just it's like it didn't have word of mouth. Maybe. Mm. Because it's not, because like compared it to something like Dune, it's kind of kind of similar to Dune. Uh, it has like, it's you know the same scale. It's kind of like a very deliberative yeah. kind of film. It's like it spends time with the scenes and stuff like that. Yeah. But like Dune is way more going on, like lo- lo- way more action. Blade Runner twenty forty nine didn't really have any action. I also think as well, making a sequel to a film that came out at the time like what thirty years ago. Yeah, thirty years beforehand. Yeah, I feel like people feel like, oh, I need to watch the first film to watch, to watch the new one. And how many people actually end up doing that? You know. Yeah, true. Because it is a film that you have need to have seen the first film, or at least know the events of. Yeah, definitely of the yeah. franchise. Yeah. To have to have watched. That's very true. Yeah. Um, so you kind of shoot yourself in the foot doing that, especially when it's nearly three hours long. Yeah. <laughs> you know. That was the main sticking point. So. Doesn't matter if Ryan Gosling's in it. No matter how hot he is, he can't fix that. <laughs> yeah. Also, has Jared Leto in it. Yeah, yeah, he is in it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what his role was. I can't remember. But he is some in dude. it. He's just some guy. Yeah. But yeah, you should watch it though. I think you, I probably you should. should like it. Really, Scott was also in the news because he complained about the last duel failing. The last duel, yeah, in the box yeah. office, blaming millennials and their phones. Millennials, something and their along phones. those lines, saying that millennials. I don't know what the quote was, but it was like millennials uh, don't learn anything from the cinema or from films. They only want to learn things on their phones. Okay, boomer, like, come on, man. Millennials are forty years old. That's the thing. Millennials didn't <laughs> yeah. grow up with their phones. Yeah. Like, like, what the fuck are you talking they about? They like their phones, but so do old people. Ever see old people? They love yeah. their phones. Jeez, my dad is always on his phone. <laughs> <laughs> always on no, his phone. Yeah, like, people like really Scott, like, he's probably, like, he I don't know. T- he has a Twitter. He can shut the fuck up. Yeah, I guarantee you he's always on. He's like, how do you do? He's how do you like, work adjusting this? his glasses, you know, doing the thing where he's holding it one hand and yeah. using the finger I with can the see, other. I can see he's just like, like that with the lip out, like, kind of yeah. staring at it. Yeah, yeah, doing the selfie thing where it's just like, you know. Yeah, for some Triple reason, chin. why the fuck is this, why the fuck do, when old people use their phone, is their head so far back? <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're looking at it from like, like it's in their crotch and they're like staring down and they take, they take photos like that, you know? Yeah, it's just like, just get a decent pair of glasses. 
Or just hold it like that. Yeah. Oh, I just don't know. hold it up to your face. But no, he's he's definitely he he loves the phones. Everyone loves the phones these days. I I I cannot put into words how much I hate that kind of argument is like well it's, you have no attention span because you're a phone like you're always, you're a people, phone people, people are always on their phones and that's why they didn't go to the cinema it's like shut the fuck up to be fair he has a point but he doesn't understand him. I don't know maybe maybe the, do better marketing and maybe release the film in more cinemas maybe make a better film maybe that yeah, film was not good no, make we a can good tell. film make a good film <laughs> we can tell that film isn't good apparently the last two wasn't even that good Oh no! Yeah, definitely not. No way. It's historical drama by Ridley Scott. Who this, gives a shit? When have they ever been good? Like Gladiator <laughs> isn't even that good. Like Gladiator is all right, but it's all right. Like oh, it's like a proper lads film. Yeah, it's like a proper. Yeah. It is a proper dad film. Yeah, it's a dad film. It's also like, nearly three hours. Long. Yeah, is it? Yeah, it's, I'm pretty sure Last Duel is like two and a half hours. Yeah, like that's just just get fucked. There's not a market there, but man. I'm not like this. Isn't a dig at people. But like people aren't gonna go to the cinema to see a two and a half hour long film if it doesn't have superheroes in it. That's true. That's true. Well, at least you can't expect you know people or to go if it doesn't have, or if it doesn't have Timothy Chalamet in it and it isn't you know yeah blockbuster a yeah. major blockbuster like oh this film is like this is a film that you need like the last duel is not a film that you need to go to the cinema to see. No, not at all. What's it even about? I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, we don't even know. I have no idea. I just tell it's not good though. I know. I know that there's a... Wait, that was shot here. That was the one that Matt Damon was here to shoot. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Wait, actually, th- we should all go see The Last Duel. Yeah, we Suppo- should all... Support the Irish industry. Take it back. Take it back. <laughs> Apparently, there's a really explicit, like, rape scene in it. That, I, heard, like, I read that, yeah. That rubbed people the completely wrong way. Like, it didn't... It was just, like, too much. It's like, Ridley Scott, you mad bastard. You need to, like, <laughs> read the room, bro. Read the room, man. <laughs> People don't want rape scenes in films anymore. This isn't this isn't the eighties and nineties anymore. Yeah, yeah. It's just like it's clearly I don't even know what it's about, but it just doesn't look good. Like, it just doesn't look good. Mm. Matt Damon's hair alone makes me not want to see that film. He has like long hair, doesn't he? I don't wanna see that. I don't wanna look at that <laughs> for two and a half hours. Matt Damon, like he's a guy I I can't see him in those roles, like No I, I can't I don't get why he keeps getting cast in those films. Because he's to me, I think to most people he's the guy from Goodwill Hunting and Jason Bourne. Yeah, he's just a guy from Boston, but he's he's like he's like one film he's in China, next one he's in medieval fucking Europe oh my or whatever. God, you know? yeah, the Great Wall. Jesus, I forgot the about the Great that Wall. Film. That's that's what I thought the Great Wall was. The last duel. I thought mm. they were the same film, but they're not. The Great Wall. Yeah, like what's that about? Is Matt Damon a good actor? Mm, yeah, outside of I think he's good in, in Goodwill Hunting. Yeah, he's, he's also very good. good. He's also good in uh, Talented Mystery, I believe. But besides those two, Jason Bourne. Ones. Jason Bourne's very good. Mm. I think he's, he does very well. In but that. he's doing a lot of walk with me. <laughs> like I'm on the phone. I'm yeah, here yeah. threatening you on the phone. I could see you already. <laughs> but you, you can feel it. He's yeah, like, this guy's serious. Yeah. Serious cuss. He knows he's what he's a doing. Serious operator. He's a serious operator. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I think he's very good in them. I think he's a good actor. Yeah, no, I just had that thought there when I was just like, last duel. I haven't seen it, but like, <laughs> yeah, it's a historical it. drama, and I feel like those type of films like rely rely on really good acting it's the same thing with them well what what are good historical dramas because uh, i was just gonna say you know that film um the king the timothy chalamet one yeah did yeah, anyone yeah. see that film my mom saw it there we go. <laughs> i think all, i think all of them have seen it but like again that film didn't 
didn't do major gangbusters. That's an interesting so, story, though. So why the fuck does Ridley Scott think that his historical drama is going to do well? Yeah, that film yeah. did have Tim Dijamain in it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, and that was a cool story. But yeah, yeah, there aren't really. It's hard to do. Yeah. I, plus, they all kind of. Why do they all look the same? Yeah. They're, why do they all like kind of like gray? Gray. See, that's another thing. They all look the same. Yeah. Like, don't blame. <laughs> hot take. Don't blame the consumer for like when your film fails and be like it's your fault that this thing didn't do well instead of maybe maybe it's just shit <laughs> maybe it wasn't good in the first place <laughs> maybe it wasn't good <laughs> just there at the meeting after the yeah it's like really did you ever think that maybe good. this wasn't a good film <laughs> let's just say that to him yeah. I just mean like maybe you just didn't make a good film <laughs> Like, you've done it before, bro. This is no <laughs> argument. Yeah, yeah. You have a history here. <laughs> you have a history. Your recent films haven't been doing good. <laughs> Your recent films are shy, man. Like, uh, I feel like House of Gucci might turn out to be shit. Ah, no. There's no way it's very good. Like, it'd be good in a trashy way, maybe. Sleaze. Sleaze, yeah. It'd be controversial. The, the Gucci's apparently don't, aren't a fan of it. Or the, it's, like, it's like an unlicensed biography. Mm-hmm. Like, if they have any sense... Come rogue. <laughs> yeah, if they have any sense, they'll have, l- l- like, leaned into that. Really dug deep for the dirt, you know? Yeah. Just, only... It's just defamation at that yeah, point. Yeah, it's pretty... <laughs> <laughs> just making things up about them, yeah. They actually staged the moon landing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're on Epstein. They're all on Epstein Island at the end. <laughs> it's land on Epstein Island. Oh, my... Imagine if that's how the film ends. Like, it's like the, like... Like plane lands down or whatever, and you think they're like some nice tropical island. It's Jeffrey Epstein. Jeffrey Epstein. There's a re- reconstruction of him, like Paul Walker and Fast yeah, yeah. and Furious. Like fucking Dr. Loomis and fucking yeah. Halloween Kills. It's like, hello, Mr. Gucci, whatever the fuck his name is. Hello, Mr. Gucci. And then it just ends. Yeah. yeah. Everyone's just like, what? why? <laughs> Uh, for, oh. for Gucci too. Yeah, set up. It's like, it's, it's, like a, it's like a post-credit scene. <laughs> Send up the universe. <laughs> oh God! Yeah, that's what we want. That's what the crowd wants. That's what the crowd wants. People want more Epstein films. <laughs> <laughs> the extended universe. Yeah, come on. Oh God! Oh Jesus! Um, we we'll leave it at that. We'll leave it there we'll leave tonight. It there. Recommended film for next week is Being John Malkovich, nineteen ninety nine, directed by Spike Jones. It used to be on Netflix. I don't know if it still is. It was, yeah. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? It's around there somewhere. Find it. Charlie Kaufman. It's, it's kind on of, YouTube. It's, it's there. It's probably on YouTube, yeah. yeah. Find it somewhere. Um, yeah, we'll see you all next week. Sign our guys. Bye.